I'm McKinney Smith. In 2009, while going through a divorce, I decided to jump straight into entrepreneurship. In 2012, I lost my sister and asked myself, what legacy do I want to leave behind? Since then, I've become a serial entrepreneur, helping other women publish their books, produce their podcasts, and reach their big goals to walk in their greatness. I realized the importance of sharing our stories of resilience and how it can be another's guide to walk in a manner worthy of their calling. We are blessed to be a blessing. So get ready to be blessed with an inspiring testimony. Hey, Legacy Leavers, thank you for joining us on the Awaka My Stilettos podcast, the top 1.5 most popular show in the world where we have conversations with women that are letting us step into their shoes. I help women to own their voice so they can create impact, prosperity, and legacy. I get inspired when I see another woman succeeding, but what interests me more is her backstory and her mindset on how she got there. So today's guest is about to bless us with her testimony, and since you're already here, you may as well subscribe. Today we have Maria Locker. She is the founder and CEO of Revolution Her and its sister nonprofit organization, the Momentum Foundation. Maria and her team have welcomed over 30,000 members and subscribers, presented over 800 events, and given back over $200,000 in funding and business mentorship to women through annual awards programming. Revolution Her is dedicated to bringing women together worldwide with impactful events and a community of like-minded peers providing support and inspiration to help women unleash their potential and live their lives to the fullest. Please welcome to the show, Maria. Hello, Makini. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) Thank you so much for agreeing to come on and share your story with us. Always, always. (laughs) (laughs) So I love to start the show with a bit of an icebreaker question because I believe that when we're children, you know, we have these vivid imaginations and then society tries to, you know, limit who we become and Mm. the fantasies that we have and put us into this box and tell us, you know, what we can and cannot do. So before we get to where you are presently, I would just love to ask, what did you want to be when you were a little girl? (laughs) I wanted to be two things. And it really started around grade one. I loved my grade one teacher. And I was like, I'm going to be like Mrs. Whaley. I'm going to be a teacher. And I wanted to be a mom. I wanted to be a teacher and a mom. That was my dream when I was little. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Okay. So, I mean, you are a mom, um, but you have this amazing (laughs) organization. So I would love if you can share with us your story of how you got to where you are today. Yes. Oh my gosh. So I actually was a teacher. Um, I was. Yeah. So my story really started when I was little. I am a child of entrepreneurship. My dad immigrated from Italy, married my mom. And, you know, they had four kids and grew this business alongside their babies. Uh, So really, they started their company when I was two. So it's Mm -hmm. all I've ever known. You know, the school bus would drop us off at the bakery at the end of the day, not at home. You know, we'd have dinner at the bakery, not at home. Like it really, it was all encompassing. Mm -hmm. So I started really young in the world of entrepreneurship. 
um, grade one, told myself I, I want to be a teacher. And so as I got older, you know, I went to school, I went to university for marketing and business, but met my now husband in the last year. Things got serious really fast. And I was like, you know what? I always said I wanted to be a teacher. I think this would be the right path, you know, family, all that stuff. And I became an elementary school teacher. Wow. Loved it. And, you know, I started at kindergarten. And when I left on mat leave, I was in grade three. And I, I, I absolutely loved teaching. Um, but once I had my kids, I had them 18 months apart. I'm one of those crazy people. <laughs> um, I just, something switched in me. I just I couldn't imagine going back to teaching, even though I loved it, mm-hmm. and not being with my kids. And so I really, for the first three years, I'll say, I really just kind of dabbled. I did a bit of everything. I was a stay-at-home mom. I did some freelance work. I tapped into my marketing side, ad sales and copywriting and like literally anything you can think of, I have done it. (laughs) Um, And it was around the time when my kids were still really small, I would take them to the park and and I would meet other women who I would get into conversations with. And they always ended up being entrepreneurs. Uh, and I just found like, just found there was this opportunity for women to support one another. They were always very shy about talking about business. And I just thought, I'm here with my babies. You're here with yours. Let's just talk about work or talk about babies or talk mm-hmm. about husbands, like whatever you want to talk about. It doesn't actually matter. We're just actually connecting and and finding camaraderie. Mm-hmm. And so I started a company um, 11 years ago now. It was called Mompreneurs. And it was really about connecting women with one another so that if they wanted to talk about entrepreneurship, they could. And if they felt like they needed support with getting their babies to sleep or feeding a toddler or, you know, sending their high schooler to school, whatever it was, I just felt like there shouldn't be restrictions on what women could talk about. And so for 10 years, we really just developed these wonderful programs for entrepreneurs. And a couple years ago, it got to a point where I felt like I was stifled. I was kind of in this box, even though at times I resonated with being a mompreneur, it didn't necessarily fit everything I was doing. And it didn't fit the people in the circle in our community. It felt like it was almost restrictive. And so I really wanted to look at an evolution. I wanted to embrace something that made women feel like I'm part of a community. I'm surrounded by women that understand the intricacies of chaos and mm-hmm. <laughs> ups and downs of life. And that's really where Revolution Her came from. It came from wanting wanting more for women. I want more for women. You know, the, the conversation doesn't always have to be around family. It doesn't mm-hmm. always have to be around work. I'm one person. And I just happen to do a lot of different things. And I'm a lot of different people to different, you know, loves in my life. But I'm still just Maria. I'm still just Mm -hmm. one person. And so I really felt like we needed to take a more holistic look at what women need. And and that's where Revolution Her is. And I'm just so, it's been a year now since the big rebrand, a year and a half, I'll say. And it's everything and more that I could have hoped for. I just, I love, I love what I do. I absolutely love what I do. (laughs) You know, I love, love, love hearing the stories of all of you women who come on the show. 
And I love the gems within your stories. So for all the ladies who are listening, I hope you guys have your pens and papers out because (laughs) even in just the few minutes where you told your story, I heard so many tips in there about pivoting. And, um, you know, sometimes there are women who feel like they're stuck in a certain profession or industry, even, you know, building a brand in a particular direction. And like you said, like life changes, life happens. Mm -hmm. So after you had your kids, you pivoted from being a school teacher into entrepreneurship, but you tried different things to see what you enjoyed or what stuck. Right. And then you built a community around that. And having a community of healthy relationships, a safe space, whether in business or in personal is essential. We all need that, right? It's yes. it's a huge part of self-care and us feeling like we belong. And then you talked about um, even how the brand itself evolved because yeah. mompreneurs started out for moms because you're a mom, but you realize that you're multifaceted and you felt boxed in. And in that box, you did a rebrand and turned mompreneur into revolution her. So to the women that are listening, you know, there's beauty in pivoting. There's beauty in being multifaceted. You don't have to stick within a box. Like I heard so much gems in there. <laughs> you know what? It's, it's, you don't really think about it when you're doing it. Like I got to be honest, it was terrifying to rebrand. It was terrifying to hand in my, my resignation from teaching. I held on as long as I could. I was like, oh, maybe I'll be a a supply teacher. Nope. (laughs) It just wasn't (laughs) for me. And I will say that I, you know, some of the women in our circle, in our community, those women who you see constantly you know, evolving, changing, having new ideas and just running with it. Mm-hmm. Don't think that they're not scared. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I don't want you to think it wasn't terrifying because it was, but it was more terrifying for me to stay still and to stay complacent. You know, I've, I've learned anyways to really listen to myself and to really honor a nagging voice that seems to be in my head and your you know intuition. What I, <laughs> I guess is that what yes, yes. That's your intuition. Yeah, that's God whispering to you. Insane. I called her a nag, didn't I? That's not nice. <laughs> but that's how it feels sometimes where you're like, God, this idea won't go away and I don't want to talk to anyone about it. I I will tell you that's very much me. I kind of squirrel away my ideas because I don't want anyone else's influence to to steer me one way or the other. So I didn't have these big long conversations with anyone. I kind of woke up one morning 11 years ago and said to my husband, I'm going to start this company. I'm just letting you know, I'm starting this company called Mompreneurs. You good with that? And he's like, sure. Okay. <laughs> Whatever you want to do. And um, even with the rebrand, I might send out some soft little ideas, but it's not until I've really had something set in my mind because I'm very much tunnel vision focused when I, mm-hmm. when I get that intuition speaking, I guess is what it is. <laughs> that is so powerful. Like I've, I've goosebumps as you know, I'm <laughs> listening to you because you probably didn't even realize how heavy your intuition has influenced everything you do and brought you to this point, right? Like you speaking that you don't even, you know, share something sometimes because you don't want the outside influence. Like that is the best way to be. If you are going to be following your passion and doing what you were called to do and focusing on that inner voice, 
and not allowing the, I'm going to say, opinions of people who mm-hmm. the vision wasn't given to or the opinions of people who have never done it before. And they may, you know, block your blessing because they're trying to talk you out of it or have their negative perspectives on it because they don't understand, you know, because of their level of awareness. Like, I think the way that you follow your intuition is so beautiful. I don't even think you probably realize that. <laughs> no, I, like I told you, I didn't even, I mean, I always think in the terms of like fate or destiny, but intuition is, that's a different I mean, it's not like I've never heard the term, but it's a different term in my own mindset. I mean, I don't know if lots of women do this. I think so, where we question our own, you know, our path. But for me, I question the path once I'm on it. I don't mm-hmm. question going on the path. It's when I'm there, I'm like, oh gosh, did I do the right thing? Am I like completely out of my mind? Mm-hmm. Like we rebranded in the middle of the COVID 19 pandemic right when it hit. We were supposed to launch the rebrand in March of 2020. I'd been working seven months solid on it and COVID hit. I paused and I was like, I can't not do this. Like it was like something was forcing me down to not reveal this rebrand. So we we launched it in May just two mm-hmm. months after and things were still locked down. And I remember, thinking, I remember thinking like, I'm insane. This is crazy. <laughs> this is like, what am I doing? But it just, I mean, I still think part of it is crazy, but I had to do it. I don't know how else to explain it. I had to do it. So for me, I look at intuition as God talking to me. I look at intuition as God's whispers because it's usually when we're still and we're in that place of reflection and not allowing outside voices and distractions where we get those strong feelings to do things or those strong callings to do things. And the fact that you move directly to that, and it's almost like when, like you said, when you get there, that's when you question it because you're probably in that place of, okay, you trusted the vision and now you're there and you're like, is this what you meant, God? Like, is this, yeah. is this what I'm supposed to be doing? <laughs> Are we sure about this? Because yeah. I changed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love your trust in the process. I don't know if you're a believer or not. I, I certainly am. So I just love how you've allowed that to guide you, that inner yeah. knowing rather than the outside world that could have you going in a million different directions. Thank you. I grew up uh, in a religious family, but I will say I'm more in tune with like, like the universe and whatever kind of something pulling, Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. There's always something that I feel is, is there and pulling. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't usually give it a, a name by any particular um, way. I just, Mm -hmm. there's just something. So I mean, this is this is pretty neat to hear your side. Like, I I don't think I've ever heard that side, which is pretty cool. So, <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I I think you should just keep trusting that, and no matter what we call it, because mm-hmm. here's the thing: I I know a lot of women that have grown up in religious environments, and because I feel like religion divides, but having a strong relationship, in my opinion, with God allows me to stay you know, with high morals and to do things from a place of love. But, you know, some people don't want to give it a name or some people refer to it as the universe. In my opinion, God created the universe. So it's the same thing. But <laughs> but at the, at the end of the day, being able to trust, um, because 
when you're trusting your intuition or you're trusting that that vision that's been given to you or that inner knowing, it's like, how do I say this? You're trusting in the unknown, right? Mm-hmm. So that is a huge level of faith. And I believe yeah. that whether it's fear or faith, it's both beliefs in the unknown, but you've chosen to walk towards that vision that has been given to you. Yeah, it's it's not um it's not always easy. Like it's well, I don't think it's ever easy. It's never I, easy. But, <laughs> but no, it's it's interesting to to hear it in that way for sure. And I it was the same even with my husband. Like I I never really had a boyfriend. Like I know this is way off course here, but I met my husband in the well, my boyfriend, whatever, um, in the last year of university. And I knew like almost instantly. And I was like, I've never had a boyfriend. I've never really been broken up with. I've never had a heartbreak. Like this is where I was supposed to be. And we've, we've been married. We just hit 16 years. Um, And I don't know, just sometimes like I just kind of patiently wait for signs, I guess, or Mm -hmm. just that I call it the nagging feeling. (laughs) Um, I can't, I keep going back to that, but yeah, I, I, you know, if there's women listening that I think a lot of women don't necessarily pay attention to what their, their own bodies are trying to tell them or their own mindsets, like whatever is, is kind of popping in their heads. A lot of us quiet that inner Mm -hmm. noise. And um, I found great success listening to it. I will say. I absolutely love that. Like on so many levels. And like you said, you know, a lot of people, they doubt their intuition. They doubt their inner voice that's giving them the direction and then they start asking the opinions of other people and then they lose direction or lose sight of what it is that, you know, they really want to do, but like hats off to you girl. Cause (laughs) I'm just like, (laughs) I'm like, okay, God, where is my intuition leading me to my husband? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I mean, that's to say too, though, like I've had some amazing people, along my journey that, you know, might not be working with me still, but, you know, there's people that come in and out of your life that help along with some of those visions too, you know, mm-hmm. some of them definitely, you know, they, they start in my head, but some of them are realized in a different way when you do talk to the right people that you trust. And so that's yes. been a really beautiful part of the journey too. Um, you know, my business partner, Grace, that's with me, we met as friends our kids were in kindergarten together and you know turned into this beautiful working relationship too but Mm. it's one of those things that you know I know I can go with I can go to her with an idea and it becomes this almost like a flower opening up like there's just you know I've got the bud and then we just we talk through and it just becomes this beautiful bouquet and you know if you can find those people that you can trust along the way to give those ideas to then you can, you can talk about them. It's just, you know, finding those right people. Absolutely. I believe that every single person that we meet is either a lesson or a blessing. And I did a a story, I think it was yesterday, day before yesterday on Instagram. And I was just talking about when we go to people um, for advice or their Mm -hmm. opinions on a vision that's been given to us. And that it's important to either go to people that are either in the ring fighting with you or people that have been in the position um, that you are trying to get to, like, you know, a form of mentorship or coaching or what have you, um, and making sure that you share that with the right people. Like you said, you know, it's like having planting the seed and having them water it 
or vice yeah. versa, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm sure that in business, just you being your beautiful, authentic self, um, yeah. it's built some amazing, amazing connections. You know, you mentioned Grace, and I'm, I'm sure there's been many other examples that have come just from that. Yeah, it's, I, I'm a people person. I always have, even when I was little on my report cards, I would say, you know, Maria giggles a lot and is always happy and smiling and always, <laughs> you know, talking with her friends. Um, I, I thrive on being around people that just are happy and, you know, love life. And mm-hmm. it's one of those things that I will say, like doing what I've, what I've been doing for the last 11 years. Um it's been amazing to meet some of the women that I have and, and even some of the women that I've reached out and said, you know, would you be part of our magazine or, you know, with hundreds of thousands, sometimes millions of followers and fans and, and I just reach out and somehow they say, yes. Like, Mm -hmm. I just think, you know, when you can be yourself and, you know, you go in with no pretenses and it's just, hi, this is for the better of other women. You know, Mm -hmm. you come from an authentic place. I really, for me, that's been the biggest piece in making those relationships is honoring them, respecting people's time and just authentically appreciating what they're able to give. I love that. The power of authenticity. Yep. I truly, 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 truly resonate with that. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) it's important absolutely so what would you say is your superpower that's a good one I don't know (laughs) I don't know um I do I do think I'm as real as I can be I think in terms of my superpower I I try kindness always first I'm Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's even a superpower I just absolutely I love being able to make someone smile or laugh I just you know, life is too short. If you can walk in a room and make a connection, to me, that's like, that fills my cup, even though hopefully in some way I've filled someone else's cup. That's what I hope I do. That's where I would probably go with that. (laughs) If everyone just had a bit more kindness and and compassion, I just think the world would be such a such a much more beautiful place. And I think everyone has the potential for it if we just you know, when someone makes us angry, choose kindness. When Mm -hmm. someone makes us frustrated, choose kindness. Like I always, it doesn't always work, but I always try Mm -hmm. to approach things with kindness first because everyone's got crap going on in their world and you just never know. You just never know your kindness to one person could make a massive difference in anyone's day. So I try, I I would say (laughs) <laughs> I love that. I love that. I always say the smallest thing can mean the world to someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So what would you say inspires you the most about what you do? I think just getting to talk with and meet other women that have done incredible things. You know, I sit here and when I do a, I do a podcast like this, I think it's odd for me to just be talking about me. I am, I'm always on the other side talking about <laughs> other women and the amazing things that they do. Um, you know, like with our awards, I love, love, love doing our awards. This is the first year we've opened it up to women across North America and just reading people's stories, finding out, you know, their journeys, I guess like a lot of what you do, like I just, mm-hmm. I, it fuels me. It just, 
sometimes it just is that spark, like, wow, look what this woman just did. I absolutely need to get off my butt and go, (laughs) you know, (laughs) do whatever it is that I've been holding off doing. Um, Women have the power to do that, right? We just inspire each other. I, I love that. And that is exactly why I do this podcast. I mean, I learned after my first book came out how important our stories were because I didn't, I didn't know how important my story was at that time. I was just like, well, if I can inspire one woman, I'm good. Not realizing that it, you know, took on a life of its own and, you know, inspired women around the world, but our stories may be about us, but they're not only for us. And I find every time I get to have a conversation about someone's story. Like you said, there's always something in there that I can resonate with. There's always something in there that inspires me. And there's moments where I'm feeling super, super low. And just one of these conversations lifts me up. You know, Mm -hmm. it raises my vibration. It makes me feel like, wow, okay, if you could get through that, like anything is possible. You know, like social media will show us people's highlight reel, but with the podcast, being able to hear about how resilient people are being able to hear about the adversities that they've overcome. Like I love the stories behind, you know, the beautiful Instagram feeds. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm the exact same. And it's, I I feel like it's why I do what I do. I, I want to shine a light. Like, you know, I'm struggling telling you stuff about me because I'm like all the women in the community. I'm not necessarily going to be standing on a rooftop saying, hey, look at me. This is what mm-hmm. I've done. Love me, love me, love me. Mm-hmm. But it's easier for me to share information, to share my story, to share some of the struggles I've had if it helps me feel like it's going to help someone else. Yes. It's almost selfish of me not to share. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's the stance I took you know, when I, when I was diagnosed um, with cancer and, you know, you have this community around you and I'm, like I said, I'm try, try to be an open book and I'm very real. I'm, you know, I do what I can that way, but, you know, going through some hardships and not being authentic about it just didn't feel right. Mm -hmm. And um, hearing from women privately messaging me saying, I've been battling cancer for six months and didn't tell anyone, thank you for sharing. At least I know Mm -hmm. I have someone to talk with. Mm-hmm. And getting that multiple times, it was um, it was jaw dropping for me and eye opening in the sense that you know we're all just looking for that connection somewhere somehow, and sharing mm-hmm. your story is part of it. It's empowering for others. It is so so empowering, and you know, like like I said before, we even started recording. Like, I'm sorry to hear you know you had to experience that and about your diagnosis, but it's also beautiful how in your moment of vulnerability you were open and created a community from that. And I think to the women that are listening, sometimes we may be in a situation and think we're the only ones going through it. And then we start to feel lonely and isolated. But when you share it with those that are meant to hear it, you know, those that have, I want to say, earned the privilege to hear it um, in, in safe spaces and whether it be the community that you've created online, whether it be the community that you've created in your neighborhood, whether it be the community of your own girlfriends or within your family, but just not keeping it to yourself because you can create this tribe where other people also don't feel alone because you have each other. Yeah. It's, it's hard to be vulnerable. Like I, you know, it was one of those things where we're a pretty private family. And I remember looking at my husband and saying, I have to do this for me. I, I need to get my thoughts and my feelings and the processes out. Like 
I need to do this for me, but I also feel like I need to do this for other people. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a scary time. My kids were much younger and I was diagnosed with two completely different cancers within a month of each other. And wow. <laughs> a month ago, I was just diagnosed with a third, which is skin cancer, oh so goodness. it's manageable. But um, you just, you sorry. just, no, we, we, I, this is going to sound morbid, but we actually did a like, hey, you know, three strikes. Okay, that should be it now. I'm good. (laughs) Thank you for all the challenges. I'll take them and I'm done. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So um, it is one of those things where, you know, whatever that challenge is for anyone else who's listening, you know, it could be anything that comes your way. It's that vulnerability of sharing it. It actually makes you stronger in the end. I really Mm -hmm. do believe that. Um, And I know you've gone through some pretty crazy stuff yourself. And, you know, I know you can vouch for that. It's, it's, you have to go through the tough to get through the other side. And absolutely. I do think I'm forever changed and better for it. Even, you know, I, if I could have not gone through it for sure, but uh, I think it's added to my life in a different way for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, this is one of the reasons why, I asked you to be a guest on the show. Like I see the beauty in what you created with Mompreneur and how it's evolved into Revolution Her and how you highlight other women and how the focus is always on other women. But I wanted to put the focus on the woman behind it, (laughs) you know, because people need to see, yes, you're making such an amazing impact, but getting to know you on a deeper level, to know the things that you have gone through, you know, and to hear your resilience in dealing with it all, you know, from dealing with the battling cancer to, you know, being a mom and being a wife and creating this business and the things that you have to do. It's just, it's (laughs) It's like, you do it. That's what women do. That's what, you know, honestly, that is what we do. And, and now I look back and I think, you know, this all happened for me. I'm just coming up on it, I just hit five years actually since my last treatment. So it's my five year anniversary, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I look back and, you know, when COVID hit last year, I thought, huh, I'm handling this pretty good. Like, <laughs> was this being like, was I getting prepared all that other time? Like, is this what it felt like? You know, I feel like I was ready for this. I already lived through my bubble of uncertainty and mm-hmm. ups and downs with my family. We all went through it together. I've already done that. So like Locker family, we got this, you know, yeah. and here we are now. And, you know, I talked with you earlier today and kids have sniffles and we got to go get tested and it's stressful and it's the uncertainty now is when is this going to shift and end and are we a better civilization? you know, for me now, what's, what's hurting is seeing the divide that's happening between people and mm-hmm. the the chaos around me. And for me, working on my business and trying to have Revolution Her be a light in someone's life, whether it's because of a speaker that I bring in or highlighting someone in the magazine or, you know, holding an event that's a safe space for women just to talk. Mm-hmm. For me, that's my light in you know a lot of heavy stuff that's happening around and i'm i'm hoping that it's helping at least one person i'm hoping that it's being a light for someone else too um but 
I, I can't, you know, you see a lot of accounts that will post about the negativity that's going on in the world. I actually feel like I'm not trying to ignore what's happening, but I need to focus on the positive. Yeah. I need to stay in that positive light because there's just so much happening. I agree with you 1000%. I think that pages like yours are absolutely necessary because there is so much darkness in the world. We do need those that are lighthouses helping those of us that want (laughs) hope and those of us (laughs) that want to stay positive um, to continue to build those spaces. There's enough negativity in the world. You know, people can, you know, turn on the news and a hot second, you know, be hit with like depression by what we see. So I just want to thank you for the work that you do. Thank you, McKinney. And, and vice versa. I mean, it's, it's refreshing to be able to know that you are, you know, when I go onto social media, I'm very, very particular about who I follow because I want to see that positive stuff. I don't want to see the fake positive stuff. I want to see the real positive stuff. And you are definitely one of those people. So um, I love, you know, when you pop up in my feed and the more we can do that for each other, you know, when we follow the right people and we're, we're intentionally putting the right messages in front of ourselves, I think it makes a big difference, whether we realize it or not. Absolutely. Energy is transferable. Um, You know, I, I truly believe that. And being very intentional with social media has been something that I have, you know, been trying to teach my clients and that I make sure that I do for myself because who, when you turn on, you know, when you open your phone to to scroll on social media, what you look at is affecting you consciously and subconsciously. So if you are following accounts that only post negative stuff, then you're feeding that into your spirit. So that's why, you know, accounts like yours, I'm just grateful (laughs) we're connected and, you know, to be inspired by, by other women like yourself. So again, thank you. (laughs) so before we go to the final segment of the show i want you to tell people where they can stay connected with you online so you can find us our main website is revolutionher.com and then across most social platforms we are revolutionher tm for trademark um because revolution her was taken (laughs) so (laughs) for us you know you'll see across different platforms that we try to have different messages, but we're always available as well. You can always email, um, touch base. We've got a private Facebook group that is available for free. We just want people to have a safe place to connect. Awesome. I will definitely have all of the links in the detailed section of your episode so they can just click and connect with you directly. They don't have to search too far. Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. So for the final segment of the show, it's almost like a rapid fire. Um, I call it a walk in her wisdom. And then I ask a couple reflection questions and you share the first thing that comes to mind. Um, You know, could be one word, could be one sentence. Sometimes they may break my rules and ask you to unpack. (laughs) Okay. All right. I'm ready. All right. Okay. (laughs) So let's start with what have you become better at saying no to within the last five years? And that could be like distractions, invitations, family Mm. invitations mm. oh gosh I've gotten really good at saying no to going out after nine o'clock <laughs> um, <laughs> that's terrible but I really have and I've gotten really good at saying no to extra things that just I don't have time for in my schedule that mm-hmm. I would normally say yes to love it what do you wish women would do more of celebrate one another celebrate themselves 
and give themselves grace. Love that. Uh, Name a book that has changed or greatly impacted your life. I do like to read a lot. I know this is supposed to be rapid fire. Sorry, Mickey. (laughs) Um, It's all good. (laughs) I do like to read a lot. I have to say from scratch from Tembi Locke. We just featured her as one of our guest authors a couple months ago. And Mm -hmm. it's a memoir of her story. You should check it out for sure. She listened to her intuition like a beast. She was, Mm -hmm. she's, her story is amazing. So I will say from scratch by Tembi Locke. I will definitely add that to my reading list. I've read mm-hmm. uh, 20 books this year. I've shocked myself. I, wow. It's the most I've ever read in a year. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's impressive. That's impressive. <laughs> okay. Um, if you could have a gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, what would it say and why? Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what would it say and why? I did a photo shoot, oh gosh, a long time ago, maybe eight years ago. We had to write down our life message. And my life message was family is everything. And mm. I would probably go with that. And it's underscored under the word is because I was always told as a kid, you know, I'm Italian, family, family is everything. Like I've, I was always told that by my parents. And it wasn't until I had my own kids that I realized holy crap, family really is everything. Like it's mm. just, it doesn't matter else what else is happening around you. Yeah. So I think that would probably be my message. It just through the bad stuff to realize that you've got it pretty good. I love that. I love that. What new belief, behavior, or habit has improved your life in the last five years? Walking. I am a creature of habit. I'll stay at the laptop for hours if I can because <laughs> I'm in a group. But um, we have a little... I have a little cockapoo. His name's Duke Skylocker. He's the cutest thing ever. And um, <laughs> we're Star Wars nerds. And um, <laughs> walking and just being out in nature is a, a newer habit for me. And I'm trying really hard to stick with it because I do love it. Awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, when and where are you the happiest? Home. <laughs> Home <laughs> with um, everyone in a great mood around me. Mm. Well, you know, when you're, I, I'm very safe and comfortable here at home and around any of my family. And when we all happen to be like in a good place, that's just the cherry on top. So pretty, I'm a pretty simple person. I, I love being surrounded by the people I love. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, on that note, I want to thank you, Maria, for taking the time to join us. I want to thank you for sharing your story that has been inspiring and beautiful and uplifting. And I just want you to know that I truly, truly appreciate you. Oh, thank you, McKinney. It's been, um, it's been wonderful chatting with you. It's, you do such good work and it's important work. So thanks for doing that for everyone. Thank you to all of you legacy leavers out there until next time, subscribe on all platforms. Don't forget to rate the show and leave us a review on Apple podcast. And I just want to thank every single one of you who tune in every week to help the show to rank globally in the top 1.5% of most popular shows in the world out of over 2.5 million podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) And if you could think of three women that would receive value from hearing Maria's story, please share it with them. Feel free to screenshot this week's episode and you can tag us on Instagram. You can tag Maria at revolutionhertm. 
And you can tag myself at the real Mikini Smith and continue to walk in greatness in your stilettos in a manner worthy of your calling.